Welcome to the SBC of Virginia Not Alone podcast, bringing you real-time help and encouragement for your ministry. Now, here's Chris Weigel. This is the Not Alone podcast, a new media resource from the SBC of Virginia. The goal of the SBC of Virginia is to let you know that no matter what you're doing for the kingdom, you are not alone. You know, if you take time to notice, you may have discovered that there are people in your neighborhood or community who don't exactly look like you. For that matter, maybe they don't even speak the same language. So when you pair that with the Great Commission, how are we supposed to go and teach people about Jesus when we don't even understand what each other is saying? And if you're like me, it can be hard to talk to people about Jesus, even when they speak English. On today's Not Alone podcast, Sergio Guardia and Jason Carlisle talk about strategies for getting into our communities and forming relationships. Sergio is the Hispanic Leadership Catalyst for the SBC of Virginia, and Jason is a former Spanish mobilizer for the International Mission Board. So, have you been perplexed about how to witness to folks from different ethnic groups? Here's Sergio. Welcome to Not Alone Podcast of SBC of Virginia. My name is Sergio Guardia. I am the Hispanic Catalyst Leadership here in SBC of Virginia, and I have my friend Jason Carlisle. He's a former mobilizer for Hispanic leadership, also for IMB. He lives here in Richmond, and he has reached a lot of Hispanic in the area. Of course, it helps that he was raised in Uruguay. He loves mate, and he loves asado, which means steak, right? He's having his mate there, right there. That maybe is the power that you have to reach a Hispanic in the place, because you need a lot of energy to do that, brother. <laughs> Welcome, Jason. <laughs> Thank you. It's great to be with you, Seneca. And this is a great topic for all of our churches to be focusing on. Amen. The other day, I was able to witness something incredible. God has used you to reach a number of men here in the area, but not only to reach them, Hispanic men, but you develop them to be leaders. So we have two leaders that are actually working right now as our pastors in SBCV, and you exported one more to Miami that's just incredible. But the other day, one of those men, uh, we were assessing a planter to start a church plant. And so I had Jason who discipled Pastor Diego and Pastor Diego had discipled Celso and Celso is getting ready to be a new church planter for SBC of Virginia. How can we make this happen more often? How can we reach our Hispanic neighbors where we are. But let me just start off with uh, something that you emphasize right there about me discipling Diego and him discipling uh, Celso. Just uh, last night, I had a couple of men from our church in our men's group who has people from different countries. Uh, and I said, okay, I want you to share what you heard last night. And the night before I had been teaching about 2 Timothy 2.2 and about the characteristics of a disciple. And I hadn't warned them because I hadn't thought about it. But I said, okay, I want you to share what you learned yesterday. And they shared. So they were doing 2 Timothy 2.2. What they had heard, they shared with others so that they'll go share with others. So that's really the key. The key is the discipleship piece. Of course, you've got to get to the disciples before you can challenge them to reach others. And that's where it gets a little tricky because we don't know how to reach people. They may not trust us. We can't communicate but, you know, there's a lot of ways to communicate. And even though language obviously is the simplest, our pastor has a neighbor who's, uh, I think, from Azerbaijan. And he was just so frustrated not to be able to communicate. He got his little cell phone out and started entering things so he could talk with mm. the Azerbaijani. Now, he's an immigrant. He doesn't have a lot of education, but he has a phone. The technology is there. God wants him to reach 
his neighbor. And God wants us to find a way to do it. The first thing I would say is God has a lot of ways. One time uh, uh, somebody said, well, I said, how many people here deal with Afghans? And two people, two ladies who had beauty salons said, they said, how can we reach them? And I said, first thing, they've got to know that you care about them, Mm. that they're not just the client, that you're not just one more and you're being nice to them. And then what do we do? And the second thing, you have to invite them to your home to eat. And their eyes got real big, Afghans, terrorism, you know, big burkas or whatever. And I said, yes, that's the key. If they come to your house to eat, the barriers will fall and they will have to invite you to their house. A year later, one of these ladies called me and said, I did what you told me. And an Indian lady, middle class, the beauty salon owner was not middle class, has invited me to go to India to her sister's wedding. And when she went to India, she led an Indian woman to the Lord because without the language, she made the effort of reaching out, of showing and then inviting somebody to the house. Now, I know that's a big uh, something to do. I would encourage you if, uh, if you need somebody to mentor you, Eric King who is in one of our churches here in in SBCV, he and his wife have been amazing in how they've reached their neighbors with or without language and how she has invited them, had them come teach her. The principle is go beyond just talking, just saying hi to letting them know you care. So that's a, a significant principle. And then or before then is the matter of prayer. God's the one who loves him. He loves him a lot more than you do. He's not doing out of obligation. He loves, he sent his son. So he has a way. Pray, pray that God will give you a connection. Pray that God will give you an idea. I remember when the the big earthquake in China several years ago, we're trying to figure out, you know, what do we do? And there was a missionary from China. He said, don't you Hispanics go to the uh, Chinese buffets? I say every one of them. And I say, okay, when they go, and the waiter comes up, they need to ask, was anybody in your family affected by the earthquake? And then say, how can my church help? So I'm, I'm listening to two things here. First of all, care, right? And care enough to pray for them and care enough also to go and build a bridge with those. And like you were saying, I think racism and prejudices, it's not just a one race thing. In the Hispanic community, we have a lot of that. And you are asking them, get over your prejudice. Get over what do you think about that group of people and love them like Christ is loving them because they may have think they're this and they're not. They're people, they're people who need Jesus and we just have to get to them. So we apply that now in the English speaking context. We wanna reach our neighbors, our Hispanic neighbors. We wanna pray for them and we wanna care for them. This is the Not Alone Podcast. I'm Chris, and coming up, learning to witness to our neighbors is a matter of prayer. Sergio and Jason dive into that next. It looked just like a bomb had gone off. My porches were gone. My trees were down. We were in a war zone is what it looked like, but it was awful. Have you ever watched news coverage of natural disasters and wondered if you could ever help? Well, you can. The SBC of Virginia Disaster Relief Team can train you, in person or online, to prepare you for services like cutting fallen trees, removing water-damaged material from flooded homes, preparing and serving hungry families in impacted communities, all with the opportunity to provide help, healing, and hope through the love of Jesus Christ. You can be a part of this invaluable team. And if you can't go, your prayers and financial services help send those who do. Learn more about disaster relief 
at sbcv.org dr. I remember some years ago, Larry Black, he was teaching me on uh, prayer walk. And he said, whenever you're going around the neighborhood, pray, and if you see a bicycle there, there's a kid. Pray for that kid. And when we as pastors are going around our neighborhood, we are praying for them to God to show us who is there. He's going to show us the Hispanic other ethnicities that we need to reach with the gospel. Praying on sight with insight. Mm. Show me, God, what's happening here. What should I be aware? Where is the need? And where can I reach? And that's great. That's tremendous. And yeah, and, and prayer definitely opens doors. When we were doing a church plant in Danville in a Hispanic neighborhood, we were trying to knock on doors and people were not opening. So we, we changed the strategy and we started where we should have started before. And it was prayer. And we went prayer walking. And it was incredible because there was one lady. She came out of her house. She was on the phone and she signed us to come to talk to her. <laughs> and we presented ah. the gospel to her. <laughs> wow. And then we were saying care. We're servicing the neighborhood. So another very practical thing. I am very focused on reaching men. And you're why I made the mistake of reaching people that were easily accessible. And that usually was women and children. Mm-hmm. And then and then later on, I didn't reach the men. Then I learned if I reach the men, I can reach the whole family. But we have to use all the resources. One of the resources is the children. And one of the simple things you can do in your community is have a vacation Bible school for mm-hmm. the children. The children you know, once they've gone to kindergarten, they speak English. So you can have them in, you can organize a little vacation Bible school. That is a great place to start. And you will find translators because those children translated it. You find a young lady, 13, 14 years old, who translates, man, the doors are wide open. So I would encourage you to look for simple uh, ways like that to get into the community, uh, remembering it usually is going to be the, the women that are going to be more open to spiritual matters. But in a culture like the Hispanic, we definitely need to reach the men so that they will be okay with us reaching the rest of the family. I hear, without saying it, the word intentional. You're mm-hmm. talking about being intentional. We intentionally pray for them. We intentionally service them. And that part of being intentional is going to help us to have insight from the Lord and how we do this, right? So we're intentional and at the same time, very open. One of our mistakes that we can commit, and as missionaries, we've committed it all over the world, is to have a plan and we're going to stick to the plan. Mm. Stick into the plan. Well, you know, as the general said, you know, plans and strategies for war are great until you're in the battle. And then all you, re- you realize they were just to prepare you to think about you know, what to do. So you have a plan, but you're open to what God is doing. Use your plan, but be aware of what God is doing and see how we can adapt to take the most advantage of this situation. You can definitely take advantage of all the restaurants you go to. We go to Hispanic restaurants. You must establish a relationship. The easiest, as many of us know, is to say, you know, I'm a follower of Jesus. How can I pray for you? Most Hispanics have no trouble with you being a, a follower of Jesus. You don't have to say you're a pastor or I'm Baptist. Just say, I'm a follower of Jesus. How can I pray? And then pay attention to what mm. they say so that you can pray and begin to pray for that person. We've led young ladies to the Lord in a restaurant setting and then connected them 
with churches where they could go to. So restaurants are very great opportunity to connect with the people. Well, there's two things we can do. We can connect it with a Hispanic church that we know of, of SBCB, or we can try to bring them to our church. In the case we want to bring them to our church, like we want them to be part of our family, our church family. And I know that can be hard because of the language, but again, intentional. If we're intentional about it, how can we help them be part of their family? One of the key things is not to have high expectations because when people come and we don't have a common language, it gets complicated. We, we don't know what to say. It's awkward. That's okay. I don't have any problem feeling awkward if you're treating me well. So just make sure they feel welcome and try to guide them and then realize this may take time. There's no problem with it taking time. There's no problem with this taking off with them inviting somebody else. And then if you find somebody, suppose you find a young lady in that vacation Bible school that can translate and then you have a family come and you can say, hey, could you translate while I teach a simple Bible study? The kid's going to be scared to death, particularly if they don't have a evangelical background, but they can begin to communicate and you can start a class. If you can start a class, then you've got a reason for Hispanics to gather. And then Hispanics have a reason to eat together. And then all of a sudden there is a reason to come to this place because these people are welcoming. They're making it easy uh, for me. And then I begin to realize what they're offering is not a church. It's Jesus and everything can change. I have my wife's testimony. When we came to Lynchburg, Virginia, she didn't speak much English. Somebody invited us to Thomas Road and uh, somebody invited her to the English speaking Bible study. And this lady will pick her up every Tuesday morning, take her there with our baby, two month old baby, make her part of a Bible study. And she said, I didn't understand much, but I failed at church and I needed that fellowship. And you were saying it before, people need to know how much we care. Thank you so much, Jason. This was really good conversation for us. And um, I know that you push the Hispanic churches not to think of preaching Hispanic only, but reaching other peoples around them too as well. And this applies right. to everyone, right? That's right. It is our task. Every nation, every tribe, every people. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being with us in this podcast, Not Alone. And we are trying to bring resources on how we can reach our neighbors in the backyard of our church. One of the hardest parts of doing anything is taking the first step. Anxiety and fear are two tools the enemy uses to stop us in our tracks, especially when it comes to telling people about the gospel. Today, Sergio Guardia and Jason Carlisle have given us some good strategies for getting past that first step and becoming more mobile as we get out and share our faith with our Hispanic neighbors and others who, well, might not even speak the same language. Before we go, I want to remind you that the Not Alone podcast is a ministry of Innovative Faith Resources. If your ministry is diving into technology the way so many other ministries are these days, well, you're definitely not alone. Innovative Faith Resources is here to help you walk through those technological hurdles that may have you baffled. To find out more, visit sbcv.org. Again, that's sbcv.org. These resources will help disciple, encourage, strengthen, and challenge you and your church family to live daily for Jesus Christ. This podcast is a production of Innovative Faith Resources, a media outreach of the Southern Baptist Convention of Virginia.